Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for OK Bloomer, Teach Me Sales. I'm Kelly Bloomer. And I'm Tom Bloomer. OK, Tom, you're our sales pro. In 30 words or less, can you tell us about this podcast? I'm going to try. You know us salespeople like to talk, Kelly. You sure do. All right, 30 words or less. Can you do it? Well, if you're a sales pro and you're looking to grow in your sales career, if you like good, lively sales discussion, I think this is going to be a show for you. I've walked your walk for over 30 years in sales. I've knocked on the doors and overcome the same obstacles I think you may be facing as a seller, a sales manager, and as a VP of sales. I currently help assess, build, and train high-performing media sales teams. Well, Cal? Yeah, you really went over 30 words. But I think it was good. I let's, do too. Okay, so I hope our listeners will be all set. And hey, let's let's roll up our shirt sleeves and let's let's get at it. So enjoy listening to Tom and his guests talk sales. So Tom, you finally have Anthony on as a guest. We have been talking about him being on as a guest for for a while now. Yeah, I think you were the first one to bring it up a few months ago because Anthony and I have been working um, mm -hmm. here with what we do at Bloomer Associates. And yeah, we finally have him on as a guest. And you worked with him at Clipper also, right? We did, yeah, for about for about 10 to 12 years. Um, Anthony works with uh, Telexis Talent Solutions. And they were the company that we used for assessing all of our new hires, all of our sales teams, so that we could learn a little bit more about what made them tick and how to make them more successful. So what exactly is the assessment? What does it do? Well, they have a, a really interesting program. And, and what it does is it sits down and it, it shows us how somebody thinks. It shows us how they like to learn. You know, we all learn a little bit differently. So true. And when you're hiring somebody new and you're onboarding them into your company, understanding how they're going to want to learn is, is, a, is really going to be helpful in, okay. in showing them how to learn and to be a part of your company. It also shows, you know, some salespeople are more competitive than others. You know? sure. Yeah. I mean, at Clipper, we had a lot of times it was the same people winning the contest every year because they cared about it. You know, they were ultra competitive. You remember you went on a lot of I the do. trips. I do. It was always the same people. Yeah. Because some of us are just hardwired to be competitive and want to win those type of things. Um, other people, they have different characteristics. You know, some of us, they, some of us like the wild west, you know, show me how to sell and then let me go do my job. Right. And others, they, they like to have some tasks to follow up every day. They want a process and that's going to make them more successful. So what these assessment tools do mm -hmm. is really shows you a lot about somebody so that we can help make them more successful. And who should be doing this? Should it just be an individual person? Should companies be doing this? Who benefits from all this? Well, and, and I'm glad you asked that because that's something that Anthony is, is really going to get into in today's episode because it, and, and it's a different show. I mean, this is a little bit different than our normal episode, okay. but I think it's going to be really important for our listeners to just relax and, and listen to what we go through. Anyone who I'm, I'm assuming that if you're listening to a sales podcast, you want to grow, right? right. You you want to have a nice escape during your week. You want to have some, hopefully, listen to some lively sales discussion, so have a little fun, but you're, you're doing it to grow. You want to get better at what you're doing. Well, the best way to get better is to really understand and be self-aware of who you are and then how you can best get where you want to go. So we're going to talk, in fact, at the very end of the episode, we have a special offer today okay. 
for all of our listeners. So whether it's an individual or a company that wants to uh, hire new salespeople or, or train their salespeople, this, this is going to be some good information for everyone. Or even find out a little bit more about themselves. Exactly. And, and I think we all, we all want to know, you know who we are and, and how we can get better. All right. Well, then let's listen. Let's go. Okay. Hi, this is Kayla from South Jersey. Okay, Boomer, teach me sales. Anthony is with a company called Telexus Talent Solutions, and he is going to be speaking today to not only our sellers and our sales leaders, but a lot of the small business owners and uh, and CEOs that are that are tuning in as well. So we're excited about that. Uh, Anthony, can you share a little bit of your background and story with us? Oh, absolutely, Tom. So, uh, you know, first, first off, thank you for this opportunity. And, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to meet, you know, your audience and be a part of uh, your podcast. So, uh, as you mentioned, yes, I've had the great pleasure of being uh, in the uh, industry of talent assessment for 30 years now. I know I'm dating myself, but uh, it's, it's been you know, really something that are, are you an actual boomer? And I didn't think you were a boomer. I'm, I'm right on that cusp of Generation okay. X. All right. All <laughs> By a year right. or two. <laughs> I just made the cutoff. <laughs> but you but you've got a lot of experience, which which is great to share. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's something that I didn't really plan on, uh, you know, getting into this field. But like anything else, the door opened for me. And uh, it seemed to really resonate with what I wanted to do and the trusted resource I wanted to be to uh, organizations and individuals. What do you think is the overall, you know, top value of the assessment process? For those who maybe aren't as familiar, um, what do you see as the, uh, the overall value of those? Oh, sure, Tom. So, I mean, if you were to Google the term assessments, I mean, it's, it's huge, right? I mean, it's just such a, a broad category right now. And, and it's always been that way. But now with, you know, the opportunity to go to Google, you know, you, you can really come up with a lot of different options. So where, where I have always fit in and where, you know, we currently fit in is really in the areas of psychometric, uh, which is the, the measurement of human behavior. So being able to you know, measure individuals, their, their hardwired core traits, and then provide organizations with, with great information that they can use and, and make database decisions. Because it, it really all, I mean, it's about making decisions with objective data. So we all want to make great decisions day in and day out. We all have a finite amount of time. So with that finite amount of time, we need quality information. We need accurate information. So that's where we fit in with assessments and creating that value. A lot of times, Tom, the value is from a uh, qualitative standpoint, right? So depending on the types of companies we're working with from, you know, startups, you know, small, medium, and then into enterprise, <clears throat> having that information, you're going to notice a better quality of hire, um, more insights in terms of your colleagues, your team, so you'll have better working relationships. So all those qualitative benefits come about from an assessment. And then you have the, the quantitative benefits. Uh, you have the benefits of retention, higher levels of productivity. And 
<clears throat> with our approach to the assessment, we're really looking at those hard hardwired traits of who you are when you wake up in the morning. And, you know, to your point, Tom, I believe that brings a higher level of consciousness. So if I know I'm wired a certain way, I can't expect me to change and someone else can't expect me to change. But what I could do is bring more consciousness every day to what I do. So whatever my game is, I bring more consciousness to that game. And then through that level of consciousness, I can embrace some coping mechanisms, some, some learned behaviors so that perhaps some areas that are being manifested as strengths will continue to be that way for me. But then certain areas that are counterproductive or blind spots, I can be more aware of and I can minimize those. And if I minimize those, that'll really permeate through every aspect of what I do. It could be you know, specific to my job. It could be how I relate to my manager. It could be how I relate to my team, how I align with the culture of the company. So these insights really kind of give us all those ahas so we can become more emotionally aware, emotionally intelligent, and really take more ownership for our own, de for, for our, our own development plan. So development has really progressed and matured over the years from when I first entered the industry. And now we're seeing with you know, all the different generations in the workplace, everyone wants to know what they need to do to be better. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a, a general theme, no matter what the generation. And I believe we really improve, cater right? to that. Hopefully. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We just need to, somebody to show us how, you know, what, what is needed for us to improve. Exactly. Cause it, it really changes our whole trajectory. And a lot of times what I even find in working with companies is that we can provide awareness to an individual and it gives them like a different level of confidence because maybe they weren't giving themselves credit before they went through that experience. And now they know, Hey, I can, I can bring my a game here. I just need to know what I need to focus on day to day. I, I saw in a lot of training programs, you know, we trained a, a number of people over the years and not every approach works with every individual. So, you know, you can sit out and you can go and, and sign up for a training program. You can buy a new book. You can, you know, listen to a, a, a whole series that's going to make you stronger. But if you don't understand where your weaknesses are or what you need to work on, that it may not make a difference, right? It may not help you. So um, truly understanding kind of your baseline. You know, what you said, these are my core. This is how I'm wired in the morning when I wake up. Um, I, it's it's got to be powerful for anybody who wants to improve. And, you know, to your point, what you just said, Tom, I mean, there's, there's training <clears throat> and then there's the transfer of training. And that's how we all get measured when it comes to how well does that training stick? Because ultimately that's what we want to do. We want to turn that knowledge into performance in the role. And I believe we help take the guesswork out of that aspect. All right. So Anthony, let me ask you then the, you know, you said you can Google assessments and, and you're just going to get bombarded with all the things. And I think a lot of people that I've talked to uh, since I've been working with you the past several months on this is they don't know where to start. 
You know, it's, it's like anything else. And, and we know from sales, if you give somebody too many options, they get confused and so they choose nothing. So um, let's talk about what makes the right assessment. What should a business owner be considering or a sales leader to, to find the right assessment? Oh, sure, Tom. So that's a great question. First off, it, it's all based on the quality of information. So what I always like to find out is, Whenever I'm interacting with, um, you know, a client, a potential new client, I always like to find out, you know, what type of information would you like to have that you're not getting in order for the assessment information to really help you solve this problem, you know, to help you in this situation, in this application. And it's always interesting what I always hear from that. Um, but I believe if the assessment can really cater to that answer and do it in a very simple, succinct way, you're, you're really going to be lockstep with that application. Because just like anything else, if it's overly complicated, it, there, there, there are a lot of disadvantages to that, right? So we can take like anything in life, anything in, in, in the business setting, if we take that, if we take situations to an extreme, it becomes overkill, and the adoption rates are are really not there. So if you if, give me a 47 page manual to understand Mary Smith, uh, I'm not even going to be looking at it, right? Oh, and, and you know, we, we really with with Telexis and I've, I've worked, you know, with a, a few different companies at, to this point, but what Telexis has really done is, you know, they've focused on providing quality information, information that's that's accurate, reliable, and it's simple to understand. So that, you know, we as, as leaders in, in business, when we have that finite amount of time and we need to be able to look at information and make a really good decision, we feel confident in that and we can use that in a, a beneficial way. Uh, there, was, there was a study that uh, uh, Wharton professors did and it was called algorithm algorithm aversion, and basically, you know what what the study said, uh, Tom, was that if you give leaders the answer, they're not going to really embrace that because all leaders like to apply their own experiences to the ultimate decision. So the approach we take is, hey, let's empower decision makers with objective data so that they can make better decisions in that finite amount of time. So you really need to appeal to that quality and accuracy, Tom. In addition, you always need to look at the context, in my opinion. So if there's an element of, of your solution that can be customized to that application, the client will be much better off because now it's not just some generalized recommendation. It's specific to the context of their organization, their unique culture, their unique management style. So those are really important elements. And then lastly, I believe you always, in this industry, you walk a fine line between user experience and candidate experience. You need to appeal to both nowadays. In previous years, candidate experience wasn't really consideration. So if a candidate had to go through hours and hours, yeah. Really want the job? <laughs> right. 
Um, <clears throat> but over the years, some interesting dynamics have changed and shifted as you know, there became a shortage of talent and then certain segments, there was, you know, really that appeal to creating and attracting talent and then working on your employer brand. And, you know, nowadays really that candidate experience and employer brand is so important because at the end of it, everyone has a choice, which companies they want to work with. And, you know, the companies that are really committed to, you know, their, you know, their, career, the individual's personal career, and, and perhaps social causes, you know, that, that all comes into play now. So you have to appeal to the candidate experience and the user experience. And, and I like that. And the way you're, you're also explaining that, you know, this is for any type of organization. You know, this, this could be for a, a small company with, with five to 10 hires over the next six months or a very large company. You can customize it and, and, apply it to the culture that they're looking for, right? The culture they have and the type of people that they want to bring in. Is that, am I getting that right? Great point. And I, I just had two uh, great client stories to share, you know, with everyone here. And, and one client uh, recently shared with me after I helped them implement our tools, he said, Anthony, this information has been transformational in our business and they're there they would fit under that category of a small business and to that point they didn't have a tool like this so it really impacted them because it appealed to that need of having quality information and and the decision makers having that finite amount of time and they're in a growth mode they needed to make sure they were getting it right because they were putting a lot on these critical hires. And then in another client situation, Tom, I uh, spoke with a client. Now this, this is more of a medium sized company. And this was a sales leader who, you know, like us has been in the industry for, you know, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know, recently, Anthony, this information has made me a better leader because now I know in an objective way, what I need to focus on in order to cater to that individual's need. And my whole onboarding process has changed with this individual, with this salesperson, because now I know what to cater to. I know how they're hardwired, what their tendencies are. And he gave me an example of, he had, he had a situation where he was, you know, he's in the onboarding process with someone and you know, we measure cognitive. So we measure how people think and, and their thinking style. And, and that's it, important because not not every assessment does that, right? So that, no, it's really an important distinction there, Tom. And and how this really kind of played out in the real in a real world setting was that you know this sales leader he didn't take the assessment, but as we were interacting, he's 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 more on that like higher range of cognitive building. What I mean by that, there's there's no really like good or bad ranges there. It's just simply how we process information. So he's really like quick on the uptake and the uh, the salesperson in question processes information in a more hands-on way so that you know this sales leader is more conceptual the salesperson is more hands-on so we were able to bring this aha moment to that engagement and the sales leader immediately he caught himself because he was he was trying to explain something to the salesperson conceptually and he finally said wait a minute this isn't what the assessment told me. Let, let me sit down with this person and write it down. 
And right then and there, it was a game changer. And that was just one key distinction that we were able to bring out. And he's able to continue that onboarding process and minimize frustrations, you know, that, that built up frustration that might happen with a new relationship between manager and direct report. He's able to kind of work through that with a high degree of synergy. Fantastic. I, I, I've seen business owners, because we, we've worked with so many over the years, and, and they get very frustrated. You know, this person was a great candidate. I, I thought this was a great hire. They've been successful everywhere they've been. And, and you know what? They're gone in six months or they're gone in a year. And it very well is on how you're onboarding them, right? That you're taking that square peg and a round hole. And, and if you're not aware of it, you're, you have a great hire and, and you're not going to get the most out of them. Yep, that context of management style is really an important component to you know, bring to the, uh, the decision-making process. I've worked with a lot of new leaders, you know, new people into management that are interviewing for the first time and, and talking to candidates, and they've been successful. But the, as they've gone through life and their career and being successful, they never really understood that what made them successful is not necessarily what makes Paul or Mary or Joe successful. And, and they, they need to have that aha moment on, on how they work with Mary and Paul and Joe to go through this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all can benefit from a customized user's guide on individuals and people that we work with. And by creating that heightened sense of awareness, and then even as this sales leader is communicating to the salesperson, he's equipping the salesperson with awareness that that salesperson will then bring to the marketplace. And it's going to help them bring their A game. Hey listeners, it's Kelly Bloomer here to tell you the show is brought to you by Bloomer Associates. If you visit our website found in your show notes, you'll find we offer sales training, talent assessment for hiring and team development, and individual coaching for sales pros and managers. We bring over 30 years in media sales and leadership experience. If you enjoy listening to OK Boomer, Teach Me Sales, ask how our team can work with your sales team for virtual meetings, roundtables, and motivational seminars. You can contact us through our website or call today, 919-267-9871. Now back to our show. Okay, so we're back with Anthony. Anthony, I, I want to get a little deeper into to kind of talking about how the assessments help us to kind of understand, you know, who we are and, and who's on our team. Because I think for a lot of companies, roles are changing. Um, they've learned that they need a little bit of a different type of person in some of their roles. Uh, they're asking people to take on a little bit of a different role. Um, how, how does this help? How, how critical? is this to what we're doing here? Oh, absolutely. Being able to know, you know, what you have. See, a lot of times, Tom, what we do is uh, we call it a talent audit. So we can go in and assess the talent landscape within an organization. So a lot of times that'll appeal to, you know, smaller, mid-sized companies. And we really take a look at their, their assets, their human assets, and understand, you know, where individuals are, what roles they can be more naturally suited for. They may not necessarily have the technical skills for it, but 
they have the soft skills. So, you know, that's like putting a rabbit in a position to run. You can teach a rabbit the finer points of running and jumping and they'll be, they'll, they'll achieve a high level of performance. But if you try to teach a rabbit to swim, they'll never be as effective as a fish. So that comes into play from market strategy is a lot of times in sales, what we're seeing now is a lot of organizations are moving. And this has kind of been a theme in previous years as well, but they're moving from a transactional selling to transformational selling. So more consultative selling, more dialogue, more understanding. So that's been, you know, kind of a, another theme that we've been following and, and adding a lot of value to. And I imagine a lot of companies struggle with that transition, right? Because potentially they're not sure how to train their existing people into that, that change. Um, and if they understand how they learn, they're probably going to make that transition a, a whole lot smoother at this point. Absolutely. Cognitive and behavioral coping strategies. So that in itself has a true impact in that, that situation. So helping the individual with the transition and then helping to turn that transition into performance on the job. Um, how, how valuable can these assessments be to analyzing your leaders and also looking for those future leaders that, that you need to groom? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of value in being able to measure that in individuals because every individual has that leadership capacity. There's just going to be a different style. And I've had situations where we've you know, went through this exercise and we've actually provided a high degree of enlightenment when it came to a manager of things and a manager of people. So this organization in particular, they had a role where the person really needed to manage more, more things and, and they would kind of manage a small staff. And then they had roles where individuals managed a large staff. And what we found is it really, it, there were certain core traits that were important for either role. And when we were able to identify that, that kind of model and help the organization understand which people fit into which model, it not only helped the organization, but it helped the people. Because when we have to stretch beyond how we're wired, I mean, we can do it. I mean, we can pretty much do anything we set our mind to. I mean, that's my general belief. But what happens there, Tom, is we expend energy and it's called emotional labor. So when we have to try to flex ourselves into a position, into an expectation that we're not naturally suited for, like that rabbit flexing to swimming day in and day out, they're going to expend a ton of energy every day. And at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, they're going to be burnt out. They're going to be stressed over and above you know, the, the normal stressors of that role. Right. So that's going to just going to be added weight. It's, it's like just carrying that around day in and day out. That's got to so, hurt their productivity, right? It, it does. It hurts their confidence, their productivity. It, it really has so many direct and indirect uh, um, areas of impact. And also, you know, that person brings that home with them and then it impacts their personal life. So I believe when we can bring out this realization um, I've, I've, heard feedback directly and indirectly that individuals are happier. 
So like in this, this example that I started off with, when we were able to help this organization align the people with the roles, you know, managing things versus managing people, the people were happier. There was a, a tremendous relief taken off their shoulders because they were going to work every day and they were doing something that was in their capacity. They were doing it in their own way, their own style, but it was better suited for them. Very good. Now, one, one thing that I like in, in uh, some of the materials that you have is that, that you help identify who can do the job and then will they do the job? So, you know, for a lot of employers, especially some of the small business owners that, that are looking for just a few key hires over the next several months, can you explain that distinction and, and why that is so important to them? Uh, yes. So, you know, the can do is really all about that cognitive measurement. That's one of the most important predictors to job success. Um, there are a lot of different sources of research in the industry in general about that. So that's why we include a cognitive measurement in all our different assessments for different uh, levels of the workforce. So the can do, Tom, is really important because you need to understand if the individual has that capacity to execute the tasks, the critical tasks that are required in that role day in and day out. And as we mentioned before, having a feel for their, their learning style and being able to transfer that training and what their capacity is, is, is really critical. <clears throat> and then there's the will do. So not only do they need the can do, but then they also need to be aligned from a will do perspective. So will they gravitate towards these essential functions of the role in a natural way? Or will they shy away from those critical elements because they're uncomfortable for them? So in, in one, of, one of my client situations, we found that this was in a retail environment that individuals who were, were really more like introverts, they didn't do well in that environment because it's a highly, you know, customer interactive type environment. So those individuals who were introverts, they typically, their, their tenure was a lot shorter. And that was just one element that we we're able to service. So if you have individuals who come to work every day and they enjoy interacting with people and your customers, they're going to be much more engaged and their tenure with you will be longer as well. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point. Um, we all have things that, sure, we can do this. You know, I, I need to be working on my budgeting for 2021. I can do it. But boy, I really don't want to. And that's probably why it's still sitting on the corner of my desk right now. And, you know, we look at a resume, we look at a candidate, and we know they can do this job. But really understanding, will they do it? Will they enjoy it? Uh, that, that's such an important part. And, and I just think of everything we see in life. You know, we meet people out there and they come across, you can tell who's enjoying and who's really into it. And, and those are the kind of people you want in those different environments, right? Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of times, you know, those individuals are, you know, they're the face of your company. They're the voice of your company. And, you know, we as, as consumers, when we interact with certain businesses, we not only do it for the product or the service, but we also, you know, I, I think a lot of us do it for the experience. I mean, I think, you know, Starbucks was really instrumental in 
kind of catering to that inherent need we all have in, you know, the experience, wanting the, the best experience with, with coffee or whatever that might be. So if we all strive to create these, these best experiences for our clients, you know, our customers, our patients, we're, we're certainly going to have more resilience in the marketplace. Without that, who's going to a coffee place where you can't get a donut? You better have something that's working for you, right? Absolutely. All right. It's all part of that experience, that emotional connection. All right. uh, you have time for one more quick question. Oh, absolutely. So, Anthony, with, with the assessments you have here, and I'm just thinking back to, to our Clipper time there, um, because you were a very valuable coach coming in. You, you did meetings for, for our, my management team and really showed us how to utilize this information. That's got to be almost as important as the assessment itself, right? So, you know, how do you explain to somebody that coaching or that partnership part that, that's going to be vital to them? Uh, absolutely, Tom. So that is a really important element in choosing the right assessment partner because if you're looking for a transactional relationship, there are a ton of those out there. Uh, but what I find is that a lot of the clients that I work with and that work with Telexis, those are companies, those are clients that are seeking transformational relationships. So when you interact with, with someone on my team, you're getting the over and above the assessment information insight the application experience, the industry experience, the unique background experience. And that's the part that really adds so much value to the relationship. And as I mentioned before, a lot of times when you look at the ingredients of success, when you're implementing an assessment tool, it's not about telling you that it's a yes, no response. It's about equipping you with the insights that you can you know, really pull through the entire talent management framework from selection, onboarding, coaching, training, development. That's when you'll have the most value and it'll raise the game of any individual leader, any organization who's looking to leverage the assessment data. So Anthony, this has been hopefully very helpful for a lot of businesses uh, and hopefully a lot of individuals as well that are looking to grow. Um, so if someone is looking to leverage the assessments, if they're looking to just learn more about the assessments, obviously they can go to our website at OK Boomer Teach Me Sales. Uh, but Anthony, how can they follow up and reach you? Oh, absolutely, Tom. So that's pretty straightforward. Um, Anthony at Telexis.com and that's uh, T-A-L-E-X. Yeah, so Anthony at telexus.com. That'd be the best place to uh, reach me. You could also find me on LinkedIn. I have uh, a pretty unique last name, so it's Pantaleone. Uh, I'm sure you'll see that in the show notes and I'm happy to connect and you know provide insights to anyone who's interested. Fantastic. Anthony, I really appreciate your time today. I, I'm sure our listeners uh, got a good assessment education, probably learned some things they didn't know about assessments. And the, the best part is this is just the start. You know, between you and I, we, we hope to uh, engage and help people through this process if it's something they find valuable. Well, absolutely, Tom. Thank you very much. And uh, wish all your listeners well and to have uh, a lot of prosperity and success uh, in the marketplace. All right. Thank you.
Okay, Tom. At the beginning of the podcast, you said something about an offer at the end of the podcast. We're at the end. What's your offer? Well, yeah, we, we've got something really cool um, for individuals that have gone through and said, you know what? I'd like to have a better understanding of myself. I want to be a little more self-aware and see how that can help me grow. Um, we're offering for, it's $99. Okay. Um, the assessment is normally $170. Okay. What we're doing is for $99, you get the full assessment, you get the reports and a 45 minute debrief where I'll sit down in a one-on-one -on -one video and we'll go through your results and build an action plan of the things you want to improve on. So they get all that for $99 and they can just uh, message us or call the number that you'll give in a few minutes. Okay. And what about companies? Well, for companies, we're offering two things. Uh, one, we can give a free benchmark where we will sit down and, and do a benchmark analysis of the type of candidates that they'd like to hire. So when they go through and they hear about what the assessment does, we'll show them how they can look for at their culture and what they want to hire for their company. And we'll build a success pattern for those type of individuals. So we'll either give a company a free benchmark or we'll give them a free assessment for one of their top performers so that they can get a gauge of what they want to accomplish. Very cool. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. And should we give them the phone number now? Sure. 919-267-9871. Call us today or just contact us at our website. Okay, Boomer, teachmesales.com. What do you think, Cal, our first offer? I like it. Let's go. Okay. So that's it. That's today's show. Okay, Boomer, teach me sales. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow. We hope you make us a part of your week. And don't forget to share with your friends and coworkers. Should we mention the website? Sure. The website, okboomerteachmesales.com. And where can they engage with us? LinkedIn at Thomas J. Bloomer. We hope to see you there.